Gentry's Guide to Politics. Um, my name is Blaine Costin. I'm your co-host. I'm here with Rachel, who's your other co-host. That's right. I sure am. I'm Rachel. I'm your other co-host here at Gen Z's Guide to Politics. And you're listening to us on your favorite podcasting platform. You can also check us out on TikTok, Instagram, wherever you would like. Those are both at Gen Z's Guide to Politics, by the way. So check us out there. It's a fun time. It's a good time. Pauline, you know, what What kind of stuff do we usually talk about on this podcast? Let's see. We've got, you know, sometimes we talk about, like, government bodies. We talk about what they are, what they do. Um, we have hot girl history lessons. We also have, like, our what's going on segment. Oh, we talk about my dating life a lot. Which surprisingly, it's going really well. I have a date, hopefully, this week. She's really cute. Anyway. <laughs> can't wait to hear more about that that's i know exciting. i've said that about so many like women i've been like oh my god i have a date she's so cute and then i come back a week later and i'm like it did not work out oh we talk about uh workers rights a lot we've talked about sex workers we've talked about unions speaking about pauline's dating life we've talked quite a bit about queer rights lgbtq issues because we're both pretty queer i would say i'm on the scale of one to queer i'm a hundred percent queer i'm really gay like when i see a woman pass by me i go i'm just joking (laughs) i love it what are what are we here to talk about today though pauline because i gotta tell you i'm like not looking this is not the topic i'm looking forward to talking about the most but i think that people are probably looking forward to hearing about this or hearing coverage of it probably what what's our topic of the day let's hear it so we've talked about this a few times on our tiktok but we're talking about kanye today which quite frankly i um i'm a little i'm a little happy to talk about kanye because like i can't read these things without my jaw literally falling open like i'm like like that's that's the face that they make i feel like there was a period of my life where like kanye was kind of irrelevant to me because like i didn't know his music that much right but then i don't know after a certain point he just started becoming a very prominent person in the media and ever since then i'm like okay like this is somebody who we have to know about or who i should know about so yeah this is um our episode on kanye Hala. outbursts that we've seen in the past few months slash few years aren't the first outbursts that Kanye's had and I think it's really hard for Gen Z to kind of remember what Kanye was like in our younger years because some of us didn't even have access to like the tv or like to internet or etc but on July 2nd of 2005 during the live eight benefit concert concert Kanye West literally said that AIDS was a man-made disease and that it was placed in Africa just like crack was placed in the black community to break up the black panthers he also has said George Bush doesn't care about Black people, which, you know, I, I agree. When Britney Spears was chose to perform in 2007, he said, I can't believe she would perform. She hasn't hit record in years. He also said, give a Black man a chance. They don't want a fucking Black man in that position. And he vows that he'll never return to MTV. 
And where I can understand points like they don't care about a black man, they don't care about black people. I get that. I understand. But it also is interesting that he has shown that he has had these outbursts like this in the past, which I understand these outbursts like as a black person. So in 2009 at the MTV Video Music Awards, which he said he would never return to, West climbed on stage during Taylor Swift's acceptance speech for Best Female Video, an award, and he claims that he award should have gone to Beyonce for single ladies. Swift is like shaking and she looks very nervous and she I think she ends up even those up crying. I haven't seen the video in a really long time. And then Kanye takes the microphone from her and he says, I'ma let you finish, but Beyonce had one of the best videos of all time. The outrage surrounding the the move. Even President Obama called West a jackass. I I have to say, I feel like if you are a member of the millennial Gen Z era, you probably remember this in some capacity. I remember it kind of as Pauline does. Like I I watched it happen a couple years after the fact, but I didn't know Obama got involved. That's kind of fucking bonkers. Wow. Yeah, and then I think there are some good points about that Kanye has said in the past, essentially about being a black person, but being a black man doesn't allow you to make sexist comments about women. He also went on the Today Show to talk to Matt Lawyer about several things um his reaction to president bush calling katrina comment the worst moment of his presidency as well as the vma incident with taylor swift kanye gets angry he gets really upset and he says you know i wonder i really wonder if matt lawyer thought this shit was cool to play on the mtv clip when i was speaking about bush and he cancels his musical performance and walks out essentially like while he's trying to talk about bush he starts talking about taylor swift and then in February 23rd, 2011, he makes this statement on Twitter, which, excuse me if you don't want to hear cush words, I'm a black woman, I'm going to say um, the N-word, so just prepare yourself for that. An abortion can cost a ball of nigga up to 50 Gs, maybe 100. Gold digging bitches be getting pregnant on purpose. Strap up my niggas. He just was so upset that black, that women were getting abortions. And then in 2011, you know, this is when the anti-Semite stuff really starts going on. West likens himself to Hitler. I walk through the hotel and I walk down the street. And people look at me like I'm insane, like I'm Hitler. And one day people will understand everything I did. As Pauline has kind of like talked about with the timeline. And as we continue to go over the timeline that Pauline has so wonderfully put together for us and everything. And we, you know, go over the different events that have kind of transpired and what's led up to this moment and whatnot. We have to talk about like Kanye West and politics specifically, as well as Kanye West and his various interactions with certain politicians or um, running for certain positions of office and everything like that. So let's jump into that right now. So Mr. West, of course, has made a bunch of different stances on political issues before. And I think it's interesting to note the way that they've kind of evolved and changed over time, for sure. You know, we have, uh, let me rephrase that. So we have 2005 Kanye, who was really quick to speak about homophobia on an MTV news interview. And he even cited his own personal experience and reason um, as, you know, reasons that he wants to push back against homophobic discrimination and everything. And he also did 
quite a bit to benefit those who suffered in Hurricane Katrina, um, as we talked about a little bit, um, or as Pauline is going to talk about a little bit and go into. But um, yeah, there was also like a lot of issues then around that, and then that came from that subsequently later for Kanye West. So. So he was an active participant in President Obama's first presidential campaign, as well as his subsequent campaign for re-election. And he also donated to other Democratic campaigns, including Hillary Clinton's. But then, like, after Donald Trump was elected, he decided that he should give politics a go, you know, because why not? Right? Why not? So now we can talk a little bit about Kanye's presidential runs and everything. So I do think it's really interesting that Kanye sided with Trump so much as heavily as he did, considering how hard Kim worked to free so many prisoners. Because if you didn't know, Kim did actually really, she got involved in politics and she did help free several wrongfully imprisoned prisoners. And I remember her speaking out on it. It caused a lot of issues within their marriage because like they were literally two opposite sides of the spectrum at one point and they were just fighting each other about it all the time. Anyway. Yeah. And I remember also, like, I feel like there was just, I don't know. I feel like at first it was like, oh, everybody wants to be like Kim and Kanye, like oh, the it couple, like, but maybe I'm just imagining that. I don't know. I don't know if it was ever like that. I'm trying to be like the the friends to lovers that fell in love because they lived in a dorm and now we have three kids together. That's what I'm trying to be like. Not like them. Cute. But but yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like it used yeah. to be like that. And now, like, it's definitely not like that anymore, obviously. But, like, after everything that transpired, like, I feel like you're right. Like, there was definitely a lot of tension, publicly at least, between them uh, over, like, issues that were, like, big issues, like justice issues or whatever. We still don't stand Kim Kardashian. I still fucking hate her. She's, no, she's also, a She's bad in her own right, as Pauline says, yes. She but, has been exploited very heavily by people around her. Like her mother put out her that sex tape without even her knowledge, like which we didn't fi- I didn't know until I watched that SNL special and then I had to do research into it. But that sex tape was completely put out without her knowledge or consent by her own mother, which is terrible. It's terrible. There's still a bad person, but bad things can happen to bad people. So, and also nobody deserves like domestic violence or stalking or harassment from their ex-partner. That sucks. Yeah. So we're yeah. not like condemning. We're not, not saying any of those things are okay. Like bad things can happen to bad people, but that doesn't mean that she still doesn't do bad things and make bad decisions. Exactly. So yes. Um but that being said, yeah, so when it comes to Kim and Kanye, you know, Kanye debatably is the definitely the lesser evil of the two, I would say. So, <laughs> but anyway, um, so that aside, basically, I feel, and Pauline, you can tell me if you agree, but I feel like after they got this divorce i feel like i really remember there being a very tumultuous public issue um of their divorce like their divorce was a huge public issue i remember like seeing it in the news and not knowing why i was seeing it so much in the news because of how frequently yeah no it was talked about quite a bit and um 
like my mom um we'll talk about this a lot and my professors I've like I we've talked about it but a lot of times a lot of celebrity things that happen are ultimately so heavily publicized because they're trying to they're not like literally trying to distract you but it does take your mind off of like what's happening because there was a like I'm trying to think they got divorced in like 2021 or 2020 right it was like around that era there were a lot of things happening during that time like there was COVID you know there was crashing of things we had a gas crisis there was lots of things going on there was a lot of mass death there was a lot of um you know the protests stuff like that there was just a lot of things happening and um one of my professors went I'm not saying they're doing it to distract you but it's awfully convenient that you're not hearing about deaths and you're hearing about how Kanye's unhinged. <laughs> yeah, I feel like there was like less news about what was actively going on. Yeah. So and then there was the whole thing with like Kim and Pete Davidson and Pete Davidson and Kanye. Like there was a whole public spectacle about what was and then Kanye had a side chick and it was like um it was another famous actress and like they were together and that was a thing and then yeah so it was just like it was a whole lot and essentially um you know I feel like after that for me has been the time where I feel like the past few months has just been like kind of nonstop, where he's been making statements or putting out statements or just doing really whack stuff um on like a very consistent day-to-day basis like his public harassment of Kim was like I don't know that was something to me that I remember being like this is disturbing like why are people feeding into this you know and it I don't know it was a weird feeling for me and everything and I feel like it was also difficult for other people who would experience similar things like you know yeah it's just there's such a lack of consequences for Kanye and I feel like that's a running theme is that like there's not any consequences that he has to suffer for what he's doing at least there hasn't been up to this point but yeah because sometimes it feels like celebrities don't have consequences at all yeah yeah so Kanye decides that he wants to give politics a whole whole ass try Kanye decides that he is going to run for office, for presidential office, because why the fuck not? Why wouldn't he decide to run for office? If you guys do remember, which I feel like a lot of folks who are like our age probably remember or know that Kanye did run for office in 2020, and he focused quite a bit on his views of healthcare, but specifically abortion he promotes a pro-life agenda based on the evangelical christian belief that undergoing the medical process of an abortion is taking the life of an innocent child of course kanye did not successfully win the 2020 election thank fucking god however he has renounced his intention to run in the 2024 presidential election so not out of the woods yet but pauline you know as we're describing the timeline has touched on how kanye was you know making a lot of really out-of-pocket comments about abortion that are definitely not based in statistical truth at all to say the least and yeah they're entirely whack 
Kanye is wet. For sure. Yes. But yeah, so I think it's also interesting to note that like he decides to run for president after Donald Trump is elected. And he notes that as like a significant reason that he's choosing to do this. So I think it just goes to show, and I don't know if anybody feels the same way, but I feel like with Trump getting into office and more politicians like him getting into office, it really brings out the possibility for other people who are of the same like thought pattern and mindset to make their views a really a really publicly kind of standardized thing. It has to do with like the fact that Trump was kind of like a businessman. Even though he was a businessman with millions of dollars, people viewed him as like almost this regular guy. Right. People who are working class but who are still like conservative or who are evangelical perhaps, they kind of have this idea that like Trump is just the working class guy who was like down on his luck and came from nothing simply that's just not true true. he's a nepotism baby essentially so that's the whole situation with that after you know kanye's failed presidential run he definitely did not make himself scarce in the political scheme of the united states as we know so one thing we need to talk about for sure especially when we are discussing the events that have happened most recently in the past few months and what we're seeing like basically at this moment as well, we have to touch on Kanye West's record of anti-Semitism and anti-Blackness and his like record of being really publicly supportive of this sort of ideology and everything. So let's touch on that a little bit now. Let's define anti-Semitism and anti-Blackness as well. This definition is via the International Holocaust Remembrance Alliance, and I got this from their website, anti-Semitism is a certain perception of Jews which may be expressed as hatred towards Jews. Rhetorical and physical manifestations of anti-Semitism are directed toward Jewish or non-Jewish individuals and or their property towards the Jewish community, institutions, and religious facilities. They go on to kind of describe different uh, scenarios that could include anti-Semitism and kind of what it would look like. And those include calling for, aiding, or justifying the killing or harming of Jews in the name of radical ideology or extremist view of religion, making uh, mendacious, uh, I think that's how you pronounce that word, making mendacious, dehumanizing, demonizing, or stereotypical allegations about Jews as such, or the power of Jews as collective, such as, especially, but not inclusively, the myth about a world Jewish conspiracy or of Jews controlling the media, economy, government, or other societal institutions, such as Kanye saying that Jews own the banks, right? That's like a statement that I feel like Kanye has made, right? Kanye West specifically talks a lot about, you know, Jewish people being the kind of group that controls, like, the banks or finances, right? Obviously, this is definition anti-Semitism. Uh, for sure, as we literally found it. So anybody who disagrees is simply not tuned into the definition of anti-Semitism. Denying the fact, scope, mechanisms, or intentionality of the genocide of Jewish people at the hands of the National Socialist Germany and its supporters and accomplices during World War II, the Holocaust. 
such as his most recent comments on Alex Jones's talk show. We fucking hate Alex Jones, as you know. So Yeah, we don't like that shithead. He's a shithead. So um so so that essentially is the definition of anti-Semitism. Anti-blackness similarly um refers to actions or behaviors that minimize, marginalize, or devalue the full participation of black people in life. It is a form of racism and it leans a lot into racist ideology and segregationist ideology, which we definitely have seen many, many examples of throughout American history. So those are kind of our definitions and everything. Those are important for us to know in our guidebook. So now we can talk about kind of his record of this. So Kanye West has definitely had a record of anti-Semitism and anti-Blackness both for a long time. He's famous for making that claim that Black folks should just get over slavery, quote-unquote. Or slavery doesn't exist. Yeah, didn't he Didn't he say exactly that, that he was like... Yeah, slavery didn't exist. It was... It, it didn't happen. Yeah. Like... Which, like, I don't know how you can say get over slavery and then at the same time be like, slavery didn't exist. I don't... Okay, so, like, every white person I know is thinking this, but, like, doesn't want to say it for fear of, like, feeling like they're racist. I don't get how you can diminish every good... Like, not every good thing, but, like, everything that is literally what makes Black history Black history as a Black person. It is so frustrating to watch it happen in real time. To be like, slavery didn't exist. Yes, it did. It still affects families to this day. A hundred years later, it's still affecting families. There are some people who were slaves until the 1970s because nobody told them slavery ended. So they kept giving birth. And then they just kept raising their children to be slaves because they, they didn't have access to media. It's still affecting people. Of course, right. And for Kanye West to also go on this wide-scale media coverage that he does and make claims like that and everything and i think like especially you know when when larger media outlets that are conservative in nature individuals right like tucker carlson or alex jones or like people who are candace owens people who are like them they see like people who are like kanye west who are likely experiencing like a lot of mental illness and clearly need help which like by the way we don't condone obviously like what he's doing or what he's saying and obviously like having mental illness does not make you racist it doesn't make you anti-semitic it doesn't make you any of those things that is clearly like kanye clearly has some very deep-seated prejudice that's the word he clearly has some deep-seated prejudice but also it's easy for then those media outlets to take voices like Kanye's, amplify that, take advantage of it, and like amplify it, put these claims out to their audiences because they see people like Joe Biden, for instance, like tweeting about like how we need to condemn what Kanye's doing or whatever, right? And then Donald Trump wants to like have dinner with him. Like, I don't know. To me, that's a very clear connection. And I just think it's so rotten that politicians are like, 
this very dangerous game of chess with these really awful ideologies. It just makes me feel icky. It gives me the ick. <laughs> yeah, no, it definitely does. Because not just that, ever since Kanye has been saying these things, there's also been an increased case of attacks against Jewish people. Like they've been an increased like risk, black people, queer people. Yeah. So as we've said, he's kind of famous for making these claims that are obviously like not what you would think somebody who is of Kanye's identity or background would like say or think especially because of some of the things that he has previously done as we've listed and talked about before but he has also told people right things like oh stop focusing on racism during the black lives matter movements and he also has this like really gross relationship with candace owens who likes to spew racist rhetoric on whatever platform she can as well Uh, We should do an episode covering her because she's like an interesting individual. Most recently, they were seen wearing their matching White Lives Matter shirts together as well. So it's very clear that from these kind of like political, political activities that Kanye has been kind of like doing and these like presidential runs or like having dinner with Trump or hanging out with Trump or whatever, it's very obvious that the conservative media is kind of latching on they're to taking that. advantage of him not being in his right mind yes exactly and also one thing that you can definitely see and understand from west comments is that he sees like he definitely puts the blame for his problems or his suffering as well as like generalized suffering on different bodies of marginalized people especially jewish people he points out the ways that he's suffering and says oh this is linked to this this person who was jewish or this is linked to jews because you know da 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 da, whatever saying these false things even his diagnosis of bipolar disorder that he was given doesn't seem credible to him once a quote-unquote jewish doctor gives him the diagnosis and also He claimed that this doctor would have tried to kill him via medication overdose, which was, like, really kind of wild to me. Intriguing. Yes. So he's always pointing to this idea of, like, Jewish people being kind of the sole group of people or religion in power. And he points to them controlling our societies and our banks. And in doing so, he perpetuates this idea that Jewish people are greedy and that their sole concern is money. Okay, so his most recent things like an October-ish era and then I'll go kind of to as far as we have which would be December 14th. So obviously as previously stated he wore White Lives Matter shirts with Candace Owens which is a neo-Nazi term according to the Southern Poverty Law Center and because it was a racist response to civil rights movement like Black Lives Matter after Kanye publicly complained about his contract to Adidas to make Easy products, Adidas was putting their relationship with West under review. So if you don't know, Yeezy is a brand that Adidas technically owns and Kanye kind of gets to like overlook. He doesn't own it separately. He wrote on Instagram, fuck Adidas. I am Adidas. Adidas raped and stole my designs. On October 6th, in an interview with Tucker Carlson on Fox News, 
Um, he said there's more black babies being aborted than born in New York City at this point. 50% of black death in America is abortion. And then he um, says Lizzo being overweight is a genocide of the black race. On October 7th, Kanye uh, was restricted on Instagram for violating the app's policies. He posted a screenshot of a conversation with Diddy or Sean Combs in which he said he was going to use Combs as an example to show the Jewish people that told you to call me that no one can threaten or influence me, which American Jewish community says this invokes tropes like greed and control about Jewish people, which are inaccurate. On Twitter on October 9th, he said he was going to perform DEFCON 3 on Jewish people. What he meant was DEFCON? And if you don't know what DEFCON 3 means, ooh, give us the definition. Yes. So DEFCON 3, it's a U.S. military term that's used when discussing a possible threat and its imminence to the country, right? So, like, there's, like, a chart, right, that you can kind of look up and see if you need to visualize. But it's, like, a scale of 1 to 5, right? DEFCON 3, uh, that's right in the middle, right? So... It means forced readiness increased above normal levels, and also, essentially, that means that troops would have 15 minutes to deploy themselves, or before they deploy themselves, prior to, like, actively going to fight. So, that's what you're working with here. It's essentially, like, a proclamation of his intent to, like, incite violence or, like, arm a body of people or create like a ridiculous amount of tension and there's kind of no way around saying it like that honestly so yeah and then he said this isn't anti-semitic for him to say because black people are also jewish and then his account was locked not all black people are jewish at least not like genetically speaking that's like what he was referring to which is like even more fucked up I tried to do a bit of research on this and I felt as though it was like hard, difficult thing to explain if you don't have a basis of like religious knowledge. And like, I don't know that much about religion and characters in the Bible and like different branches of it. So, but what he's referring to is this idea that essentially, yes, that there are like lost tribes of Israel and that there's certain people who have claim to the land or to the identity of Israel and it's like essentially a very anti-semitic kind of belief right I I think like it's still difficult for me to wrap my head around he essentially is hearkening to the this idea that is like a kind of complex religious belief to explain but it's essentially challenging the idea of like jewish identity and it's very anti-semitic so on october 10th when his accounts were blocked everywhere else kanye posted a documentary to youtube which contained footage of him displaying a porn movie to adidas executives which i'm trying not to giggle because what the fuck (laughs) october 11th Vice's motherboard leaks footage of Kanye's interview with Carlson that was edited out of the broadcast of him saying the term Jew, referring to the 12 lost tribes of Judah, which of course is what Rachel was just talking about, who the people known as the race Black really are, a belief the 
Anti-Defamation League says stems from the Black Hebrew Israelite movement. He also falsely says Planned Parenthood was founded to control the Jew population. What the fuck? What the fuck? Planned Parenthood founder Margaret Sanger did believe in eugenics and the racist and ableist idea of selective breeding, which the organization now denounces. What the fuck? That had truth to it? Oh, yes. Yeah. Which is definitely a conversation for a different day, for sure, right? Because- I know. I was kind of shocked, too. But she was into the idea of, like, eugenics and, like, certain, um, you know, yeah, selective breeding. Like, I hate to say it that way, but essentially that's what it is. Selective um, breeding is a really weird thing when you think about it. Because some people really do, like, pick their partners based on their genetics. Oh, there was a housewife who did that, actually. I remember seeing it. And yeah, I know. Isn't that crazy? Her, It was like her husband's mom was like, oh, she looks like she would be good genetics. You should marry her. You should like breed with her. Essentially. I know. It That's so gross. But That's gross. right. Gina Keogh. But in in uh, the Real Housewives of Orange County in the very first season, she said that. Wasn't that crazy? I think it was crazy. But also, I do have a little bit more to touch on with the Hebrew Israelites idea and everything. It is from the Anti-Defamation League, so it might be very, very similar to what you said. But the Black Hebrew Israelite movement, it essentially rejects widely accepted definitions of Judaism, and it asserts that people of color are the true children of Israel, as Pauline was saying. Followers are who are also referred to as quote-unquote black hebrews or quote-unquote hebrew israelites believe that black people hispanic people and native americans are the descendants of the 12 tribes of israel so yeah which is kind of like again it's a little bit difficult to explain if you don't have a great hold on like the jewish or the christian religion you know, I'm not great with my basis knowledge about that, but from what I understand, that's kind of why it's anti-Semitic because it's like taking the their religious text and everything, and also reality out of context. Um, so yeah, most definitely. So on October 12th, um, the shop, which is a talk show. Uh, wouldn't air its interview with Kanye because he used the platform to reiterate more hate speech and extremely dangerous stereotypes on October 15th. In a now-deleted episode of Drink Champs, Kanye falsely said that George Floyd died of fentanyl, which is not true. And not because Derek Chauvin now on his neck for nine minutes. Floyd's family is suing because what the fuck? Conservative social media platform Parler announces West is buying it. So this this conservative social media platform Parler is being bought by Kanye. Kanye says, in a world where conservative opinions are considered to be controversial, we have to make sure we have the right to freely express ourselves. On October 17th, in an interview he had with Chris Cumio, he talks about the Jewish underground media mafia. And says DEFCON 3 referred to when Black musicians signed to Jewish record labels and those Jewish record labels take ownership, a form of modern-day slavery. The ADL says his remarks used age-old anti-Semitic myths about Jewish greed and power to control the entertainment industry. Piers Morgan uncensored, after saying he did not regret his anti-Semitic remarks, Kanye then apologized to the people that he hurt with a DEFCON 3 comment 
and to families of the people that had nothing to do with the trauma that I have been through. And then CNN reports that Kanye wanted to name his 2018 album Adolf Hitler because he had a weird obsession with um, Hitler, which I talked about on our TikTok, I do believe. He then got suspended on Instagram again after posting a screenshot where he says, I gotta get Jewish business people to make contracts fair or die trying. Six people who once did work with Kanye told NBS News that the rapper previously made several pro-Hitler and pro-Nazi remarks all the way back to 2018. And a former employee accused him of being anti-Semitic, which I mean, at this point, like, it's pretty hard to deny. Um, On December 1st, uh, Kanye praised Adolf Hitler during an appearance on Infowars with Alex Jones. With Alex Jones was kind of like, hey, guys, kind of not okay. And he said that he loves Jewish people and he likes Nazis and he can see good things about Hitler. Um, And then on December 2nd, Wes uh, made a photo of star david and the swastika combined which led to him getting banned from twitter again which at this point kanye has been banned from twitter like seven times and then as of recently he also said that kanye calls rosa parks a plant controlled by the media against black people to create trauma and boozy i don't know if you guys know who boozy is but boozy said it's a shame of this man is really trying to take away all the black glory Who's next? Martin Luther King. Now he's coming for Black History. Why is he coming for Rosa? Leave her alone. What does she do to you? Yeah. I was just like, oh my god. You What in the... I just... It is so odd watching somebody that you grew up hearing about in your life deteriorate into just absolute anti-Semitism and racism. It is so weird. Mm-hmm. For sure, yeah. It's definitely a wild ride. With that being said, today has been a chaotic episode. We're talking about somebody who has done a lot of really awful things, a lot of out-of-pocket things. So so thank you all for listening today. We're so happy to have you here. And we're happy to educate y'all. We're happy to educate ourselves as well. I learned some new stuff today. I didn't know. So we thank you for listening. And we hope you have a great new year. For sure. Yeah. And also, I consider it a hot girl history lesson. It was like a hot girl pop culture history lesson. Yes. It's a hot girl current event. Yes. Cool, it's like cool girl current event. Yes. Cool girl current event. Event. Yes. Yeah. It's like that song by Tove Laveau or Tove Lo. It's like, I'm a cool girl. I'm a, I. Every time I hear that song, I think of Gone Girl. Because that monologue, she's like, every guy wants a cool girl, which they do. That's kind of like totally like sidetracked. But like every guy has this like, not every guy, but many guys have this fantasy of like their girlfriend. That That's not actually them. Mm-hmm. It's really interesting to me. Follow our TikTok, follow our Instagram. And those are both at Gen Z's Guide to Politics. And we would love to hear from you there. Let us know what you thought about this episode. Also rate our podcast wherever you are listening to it we would love to hear what you think about it so yes i think we are all ready to close out what do you think yeah yeah have a great time or don't have a great time you do you Mm -hmm. but i hope you have a great time and we can't wait to see you in 2023 all right good talk everybody good talk